Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, January 8th. Thank you all so much for coming and hanging out with us again. We've got some reviews we're going to do of Peacemaker episodes one and two that dropped last year. We're just now catching up on that. <laughs> so <laughs> congratulations, all you DC people. You get another one. But yeah, first, I figured there's a couple things that were in the news that we talk about real quick. Nothing huge or anything like that. But just, you know, mention because it's comic book related. And, you know, that's kind of what we do here. So first thing I wanted to touch on was uh, Jeremy Rayner got his ass ran over by a snowplow. And apparently he's doing fine, though, a week later. So uh, he's still in intensive care, but he got a sponge bath and he's doing good. You can go check him out on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy, man. Like, how the fuck do you get ran over by a snowplow? I I have no idea. Like, that that is the strangest thing. He got plowed by a snowplow. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And it just sucks. I mean, like he was trying out there trying to help help somebody and it just backfired on him. So. I mean, is that what he was doing? Was helping uh, somebody? Yeah. Yeah. He was helping like either getting them out or like they were stuck or something like that. I think. Yeah. Okay. I've seen footage of him driving that thing. That thing is massive. It's not what I thought. Like I was thinking it was just like one of those dingo things that you, you know, you stand on and you just kind of like move a little <laughs> bit of snow. Fuck no. He's clearing like roadways with that motherfucker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that I learned is apparently he lives like off on a ranch or something and he's so secluded. He has neighbors, but I think it's like, you know, quote unquote neighbors. Like you say that because they're the closest thing to you. But anyway, uh, he uses that snowplow to, I think, like uncover roads for other neighbors because they don't really have anything up there. He also has like a a water truck that's used for like putting out fires. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) Goodness. Well, at least he's prepared, I guess. But uh, you might need to take another safety course. Like, yeah. Makes you wonder if like where they... uh... Where all the event, whenever they came to that house, his house in no. in the movie, if that was actually his house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. The, I wonder. I need to look that up. I don't know. He used it as a tax write-off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, hey, we need some more secluded raiders. Like, ah, oh, hey guys, guys, this works out great. I got a place. Yeah, catch covered. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Glad he is doing better. Could you imagine like his death? Not that he's like you know, one of the biggest Avengers or anything. But I mean, like we just got to a point where he's like basically bringing in Kate Bishop and like, what would they do then? Like we've kind of seen what they've done with Black Panther and how we, for the most part, aren't real thrilled with it. Uh, not that it's bad or anything, but it, yeah. you know, it's whatever. But like, will we have a, you know, recast Rainer kind of thing going on or something? I would assume so. Like we recast um, the general here not long ago. Yeah. Thunderbolt. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, I would assume Rainer would be next if that was the case. But thank God it's not. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, definitely glad we don't have to worry about that. Right. All right. Well, I caught I caught a news article that I thought, like, it kind of made me mad at first. And then the more I've read it and stuff like that, and the more I've just kind of gotten over it. But there's a California congressman that's getting ready to be sworn into the uh, House of Representatives, if I'm not mistaken. What is his name? His name is Robert Garcia. When he goes to get sworn in, he is going to be have his hand on the Constitution, a picture of his parents, 
uh, a member of his citizen certificate and a Superman number one from 1939 that he got from the Library of Congress that they're letting him use. That's pretty cool. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, that's... I think I probably had the same kind of reaction as you did, Michael. First, I was just like, that's like, what was this world coming to kind of thing? But I mean, (laughs) at the same time, I just uh, thinking about it kind of made me giggle a little bit. Well, I mean, if you're if you're not like of the Christian belief, you're allowed to use whatever that's in our that's in our Constitution. So he wanted to use it. Um, I think you said due to what was it, Michael? I think you, you were talking about that earlier. Oh, he he said he learned to read and write English from Superman comic books. So really, that was his like progression into like you know learning the English language was through Superman comic books. That's pretty cool. I mean, I'm glad it made that big of an impact on him. Yeah, yeah. I mean that I, that adds a little bit more, I guess, depth or meaning there to that story. So I mean, with that that reminded me, you know, it, it is pretty cool because it's like using the things that mean that much to him. Yeah, I can understand, and you know, it's it's one of the things about about this country is your, your the freedom. I mean, the freedom of speech or the freedom to like what you believe there. And so, if that's what he feels will help keep him accountable and mean the most to him, then by all means, yeah, it's not like he's you know replaced the Constitution with a comic book. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Superman stands for truth, justice, in the American way. So there you go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now DC was getting ready to change it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. But no, I think it's cool though. I would say if it were me, I would have done Action Comics number one. But that's just me. That's just me. I think it's a cooler cover. So <laughs> no, absolutely, definitely a cooler cover. Definitely a cooler book. I mean, mm-hmm. now he might not have been reading Action Comics because you know that is what it is. But yeah, no, if he could get his hands on action, like that would definitely be the cooler thing to 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 swear in on. I did think it's funny that Fox News here had like a, there was another broadcaster moment that's even funnier than this one. But they did in this article, it says the very first comic featuring Superman is considered to be a collector's item. In April, a copy of Superman number one sold at auction for a record-breaking $5.3 million. So Superman number one is not Superman's first appearance, though. And that's kind of like what it's alluding to <laughs> to me in this article. And I'm like, okay, guys, you're going to report this. You might want to be right on it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's actually comics number one. But there was an anchor lady here not long ago, and she was like, who's your favorite superhero? Mine's Superman. You remember his saying, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. That's when you, yeah. That's when you know, I'm like, shut up and sit down. Yeah, just. Wow. <laughs> his secret identity is, is Peter, you know, it would be even funnier. His secret identity is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, perfect blend there. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's funny when the news, like, because it's so, in the grand scheme of things, comics is so minuscule, but it's so, like, hilarious to me how much they get wrong when talking about it. Yeah. Like, it's just, even though it doesn't matter. Like, it does not matter one bit. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just humorous to me. Like, yeah. the littlest things that, because I think, like, if you were to go home, like, I'm sure that woman's kid was like, Mom, you so <laughs> fucked up. It is, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my gosh. It's just funny to me. Yeah. If that were one of my parents, I'd just be like, uh, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't show my face in public anymore. <laughs> Stephen Amell, I failed you parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Let's get into the, that's all the news I got. Let's get into this Peacemaker episodes one and two. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're yep. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we want to do Whelm so far, like right here at the beginning, like we normally do, or do we want to wait? Uh, do you want to do like episode one and two, or are we go- doing it like by episode? No, we're doing it like one and two together. Just, just how whelmed are okay. you so far, having just watched the one and two? Okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, that works for me. I'm underly whelmed. <laughs> 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 I don't know that that would be a big surprise to anybody, but yeah. <laughs> What's the biggest turnoff so far? Uh, it, <laughs> there's several. <laughs> um, but just the dumb, I know that that's supposed to be like kind of part of him of being how just much of an idiot he is. But it's just, yeah, just be it trying to be dumb. And it's like, I just, it's not, it's not going well for me. Okay, Richard, what, what's your whelming so far? So, whelming, I gotta say, I am pleasantly whelmed by the first two episodes. Oh, I thought these first two episodes are fucking hilarious. But I will say, I have a turnoff for this. Uh, since you asked Jeremy that question, my turnoff is. John Cena's dick. I'm tired of seeing <laughs> him in whitey tighties for like two episodes. I'm like, Jesus Christ, can I please stop seeing John Cena naked? I've seen his ass. I've seen his dick bulge. I've seen like every aspect of him. I'm tired of seeing John Cena. <laughs> in the script, he told that one lady he had a big dick. Yes, yeah, I know. He did. <laughs> they had to had to make sure you knew it. And yeah. Oh, I never realized <laughs> I never realized how much John Cena looks like a young old Arnold Schwarzenegger to me. But watching this, I'm like, wow, he really looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger to me right now. <laughs> like if you were to replace the Terminator, I would say go ahead and grab John Cena right now. He his head looks like an Eastern Island head to me. <laughs> like he's got this <laughs> I don't like him. I just don't. Like I so far I'm liking this show, but like him like physically, I don't know why. Like, he, he, look at his upper lip. Like, the space between his lip and his nose is like, I don't know, four inches. Like, he looks like a fucking Eastern Island head. <laughs> okay. I'm so underly whelmed by this, this hey, TV show. Really? I, yeah. I, I don't give a shit about this TV show. It it doesn't make me laugh really. Like I chuckle here and there, but yep. outside of that, I'm just like I don't even know. Like I think, <laughs> I, and I I have to agree. Like I think the funniest part to me was just him falling down like the different levels of the balcony there. Like that was that's it. <laughs> I that's an episode two, and yeah, I I my note for that was like they made him more competent in the Suicide Squad movie than he is in his own show. Like, he can't even jump down, like, some whatever, some... It wasn't Fire Escape, but balconies on, like, a... He just kept hurting himself as he went down. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Uh, Yeah, like, I was watching it with my my wife, and, like, she she was even, like, 
what is he doing? Why doesn't he at least like try and roll out of it or something? I'm like, even she could figure this out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and like, I didn't understand like when he finally falls and he hollers and he like, it's like his shoulder got dislocated or whatever. Mm-hmm. How incompetent is the cop that's standing on the balcony looking for him yeah. down, and yeah. he's laying there hollering, "Damn it!" and stuff like that, and she doesn't hear it, she doesn't see him, nothing. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was wondering that as well. <laughs> so since we're talking about it, this is episode two, y'all. Okay, this whole this whole escaping the apartment scene is episode two, and since we're talking about, it, I'm just gonna go ahead and throw a synopsis out there because it deals with this escape scene. And here's what I got. Peacemaker spends half the episode trying to escape the apartment. (laughs) He is successful. Peacemaker then goes and hangs out with Vigilante, shoots up some shit, and his father, Chris, gets framed for murder. So that's essentially the synopsis for episode two. But literally, like, when we finally got done and he finally got to the car with Eagly and was, like, heading out, I paused it. And it was literally 19 minutes of him trying to get out of the fucking apartment. I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm done. I'm so done. <laughs> why did he even tie those poor people up? Like, why did, why did he even do that? I don't know. I don't know. Like they were, they were no threat at all. Like the husband was definitely not a threat. He yeah. was helping him pick his shit up, and then the wife was wanting to bang him the whole time. <laughs> well, my guess there is maybe he wanted to make it look like they weren't helping him, in other words, because then they could be considered accomplices for the police. But yeah, uh, <laughs> the 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 gag of him falling down balcony to balcony was, yeah, I agree, probably way too much. <sighs> and the police officer not hearing it, I too had that same thought. Yeah, I mean, like the the gag, like, I mean, that was just really only for my kids watching it. So, I mean, (laughs) oh, no, no, I really didn't watch it with my kids. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It's like, oh, no. (laughs) This TV show has so much profanity that I never even knew I could get tired of hearing the word fuck. That was my other thinking too. Thing about this one too is like they try. It's like they tried to put so much of it in there, and I'm just like, it, all right. I mean, it's an HBO show. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't fucking need that much fuck. Like, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are you pearl clutching over the word fuck? Like, come on. <laughs> I want to go on a rant for one second and get get us back on track to episode one. Before, since we're we're already, but oh, we want to synopsis real quick then. Or no? No, no. Okay, go ahead. Who, did did y'all, when y'all started it, did y'all get the ad for The Last of Us? Yes. They are pushing that show so damn hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I've played the game. It's a fun game. But like, Jesus Christ, like, it's on every fucking, like, channel with like a commercial. And then when I started it, it's just, like, it just added to the runtime and everything. Which, by the way, I did actual runtimes <laughs> if we want to go to those. <laughs> but, but. Yeah, I was just like, okay, we get it. You're making a Last of Us movie or show. Like, enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about that show. Like, yeah. Well, I, like, it's a good game, and they're only doing, yeah, I, don't know, I don't know, it's dumb. Like, what I'm getting at is like, the game is very much like a cinematic, like, in other words, it's the peak of medium to consume the story because it's an interactive movie, essentially. Yeah. So just play the game but they're basically going to be copying the game as a movie or excuse me, I keep saying movie, but as a show 
and they're only going to do what the games cover, they said just recently. So in other words, there's only been two games. So I guess there's only two seasons. Like, I just find that really dumb and a waste of money, but whatever. That's another reason. But I just wanted to rant about that ad because I'm like, good God, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't remember seeing that. I know mine was like the audio was off sync. So like, it was completely off sync. And I was just like, okay, well, I guess we're going to be looking at it like it's an old Godzilla movie. Yeah, I was just about to say, <laughs> it's like one of the old Godzilla movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just, I was like, okay. So, all right, I'll go ahead and throw out synopsis for episode one, just to get us all back on track again. So, episode one is titled A Whole New World. We're, we're, world. Blah, we're, mm. <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> I was saved to myself. I'm like, Michael's going to get tongue-tied on this. <laughs> I'm just glad I hadn't been drinking. A whole new world. You got it right. I'm, it's a play on, the, cool. on, a, on a whole new world and a whole right. new world. Cool whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. <laughs> Peacemaker is alive, as you already know now. <laughs> alive and well. He is hired by Waller to execute butterflies. I don't even know what the fuck a butterfly is. He apparently doesn't know what one is and whatever. Anyways, other members of this team are Amelia Harcourt and John Economis, who was we saw from the Suicide Squad movie. Newbie Latoya Abadaya, Abadaya, mm, Adebayo. There you go. You got it. Because it's a basketball player name. It's the only fucking way I knew it. Like, anyways, led by Clemson Mern, Peacemaker, otherwise known as Chris Smith, goes to his father's house to get a new outfit. His father is Augustus Smith, and he also goes to get Eagly as well. They have a team meeting. Peacemaker bones the butterfly and then fights her. (laughs) Oh, and obliterates her in a parking lot. Yeah, chunkifies her. He chunkifies yeah. her. <laughs> I will say the fight scene was cool. I dug the fight scene. Like, I thought that was awesome. I really enjoyed that. But, like, <laughs> I thought Eagly was funny. Anytime I see Eagly, I think that's funny and humorous. Yeah, I, I want to know is Eagly mo capped? Like, usually, <laughs> or not mo capped, but like, usually with James Gunn, Sean Gunn, his brother, is like a stand in for like Rocket. Like, if you'll see, like, the behind-the-scenes Sean Gunn, the guy who plays Kraglin, is, like, squatted down in, like, a blue skin-tight suit. (laughs) And he, like, is the stand-in for Rocket. And uh, so much so, the the guy that plays uh, Diebeard, Economist, I forget his first name, you you just said it. But anyway, the guy that plays Diebeard was the stand-in for uh, Nanawe in The Suicide Squad. So he was wearing this big, giant, like, shark-shaped suit to be a stand-in for for King Shark. And anyway, regardless of all that, I really want to know, does, is there like someone squatted down like an, looking like an eagle in like a, a green suit or something? I, I don't know, but I hope there is. Like, yeah. And even have like a little feather like attachments to their arms whenever he goes to like hug yeah. Yeah. the peacemaker. I, I, I originally, so like I don't, one, I don't like John Cena. I just don't find him funny. And then in the Suicide Squad, he was kind of annoying. And I, the, like, the only thing that made him funny was him bouncing off of the other uh, characters. It seems yeah. like they're using hardcore, die beard, 
all the other people uh, at a bio for him to bounce off of. So I think that's why it works for me. But I, I love, I'm with you. I love all the eagerly stuff. I think that's so funny. Like when he gets hugged by it, uh, there's a awkward moment with the dad and Peacemaker. And if you're watching eagerly, he's all like looking back and forth <laughs> at them. <laughs> it's just funny. Well, and the moment where after he obliterates that woman in the parking lot, like eagerly brings a possum back <laughs> and like just kind of slowly yeah. nudges over there towards him and like mm-hmm. sits next to him like, all right, what's next, buddy? <laughs> I love you killed yours I killed mine here we go I love when he's mentioning to uh, Harcourt that like he's like is Eagly out there she's like I don't know and he's like well rattle a plastic bag he'll think you have chips or something like <laughs> that she's like you feed them him chips I just, I just find that funny I hope that Sean Gunn like did he he also played uh, Weasel too didn't he yeah he he played Weasel and Calendar Man in the Suicide Squad. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot all about Calendar Man. That's funny. Episode two is is Batmite canon? Like, yeah. Is that a- yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yes, Batmite is canon. If 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 we're led to believe that this new James Gunn led DCEU and Peacemakers can't like canon, then Batmite is canon. Jeremy? Uh okay. I was <laughs> I was waiting for the infamous who. Uh, yeah, well, there was part of me was like, should I know this person? I was trying to rack my brain of like, I don't remember him in the, the Suicide Squad. I don't remember his name. So no, yeah, you, I would say most people aren't going to know who Batmite is. Well, yeah, yeah. but it's just it's definitely a deep pull, a deep cut for for comic book people. Like it's he's an annoying little piss ant that's obsessed with Batman. Yeah. like I mean, he's magical. Yeah, <laughs> Die Beard basically sums it up. He's he's a little pixie from the fifth dimension. I think he's an interdimensional being, but anyway, yeah, he's from the fifth dimension that stands Batman. In other words, he he imitates Batman. He's uh, uh the same being. There's a villain you've probably seen it maybe in a Superman cartoon. There's a villain that I'm gonna butcher the name because he doesn't have any vowels in his name, but uh, he's Mister Mixaplit Mixaplitnik. I. I yeah, I can never say his name correctly. I usually just say Mr. <laughs> Mixie. But anyway, he is a fifth dimensional being that usually tries to foil Superman. And he's the same sort of creature or imp or whatever. He's not the exact, like, they're not one in the same, but he's another person from, like, the fifth dimension. Like the uh, same race. Yeah. yeah. One's obsessed with Superman, the other one's obsessed with Batman. Makes sense. But yeah, I thought that was pretty uh, interesting. Like, just to throw that out there randomly, just talking whatever. Like, I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, me either. And I love how he was like, what is it? Uh, Peacemaker says, he's like, uh, is that a thing? And he's like, yeah. He's like, what is the world coming to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no notes. I have no nothing. I just, <laughs> this, I was so just underwhelmed by all yeah. this that I was just like, I, I didn't even rewatch it. I'm gonna be straight up. I didn't even rewatch it. I told I told my wife whenever we finished the second episode, I was like, for one, I know like I mean I'll have to watch it for the podcast. And <laughs> two, I just kinda like part of me kinda wants to know what these butterflies are and like what the little gadget he has is. <laughs> but that's the only thing like I just want to know what it is, really. Uh that was one of my complaints though. I was like, Oh, it's aliens again. It's fucking aliens again. Yeah. Like what it seems like Starro was an alien and this one's another alien. I was just like, oh, that's kind of a disappointment. I've also had this show spoiled for me. So 
if you're not going to like it, excuse me, if you don't like this show, you all are not going to like The Boys because this show feels very much like The Boys. It's got that dark sort of goofy humor and it's very gratuitous with its violence and the sex scenes and all sorts of stuff. But I don't, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed this, but to each their own. Also, <laughs> I guess it's not canon, but I just wanted to bring this up. Apparently, per uh, Peacemaker, Aquaman fucks fish. <laughs> <laughs> or per, what was the handle? Like, yeah. Pete something? Uh, Pepe the Frog 89, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But still, I just thought that was funny because to me, that reminded me of The Boys, which is why I brought up The Boys. Because in The Boys, The Deep, which is the allegory for Aquaman, does fuck fish. Uh, funny. <laughs> I guess I just because I'm like, what's the purpose of this? You know what I mean? It's kind of where I'm at, and I just I don't know. I just gross stuff and fucking and the word fuck like that stuff doesn't bother me, obviously. But like, I just I don't know. I just can't get like a clear view as to like where we're going with this at all, or like what it's heading to, or what it's about. Like I just. Or maybe it's just because I don't give a shit. Maybe that's what it is. I think that's, I, I think you nailed it on the head. It's because you just don't like it. So you just don't give a shit. <laughs> well, like, even okay. So weaving in our first look at Vigilante. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and like, at first I was like, okay, it's kind of funny. Definitely like playing off that whole Deadpool thing. And the further we got, though, the more I was just like, fuck, he's trying way too hard to be Deadpool. And it's not that funny. Like, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I I, I kind of got brightened up when I saw him, and then I was just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like, yeah, like, Baymax. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really didn't. Of course, didn't know anything about him either going into this, and I kind of got the same vibe as that. He was trying to be the whole Deadpool thing, and even like leaving his his mask on and everything. And I'm just, yeah, he really didn't. He really didn't do anything for me. On, on that episode, I was just like, that's cool seeing this guy, I guess. <laughs> I liked the uh, I liked the scene when he goes in the alleyway and does his little dance and the guy and the, the other guy that works there comes out and he's like, oh, hey, man. And he's like, uh, I was just, you know, do uh, I just thought that was funny. That whole interaction. Yeah, me and my girlfriend, we're having a baby. Oh, okay. yeah, that was it. <laughs> Then why are you want me to hook you up with her cousin? Oh, because uh, she's aborting it. <laughs> I love when he's like, "Hey, you're invited to," and he's like, "No, man, I don't want to go to your abortion." <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it was so fucking weird, it, but it was yeah. funny to me. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I mean, there's funny moments, but some I just feel like some of it is just like overdone. I'm just like, mm-hmm. wow, wow, just not necessary, not needed. It's like. Getting getting beat over the head with a screaming goat. (laughs) (laughs) That movie. I would rather watch Peacemaker than that damn movie. I'll say that right now. Yeah, I would. Fuck that movie. Yeah, I, I, I I would definitely. I wouldn't go that far. I think I do. I do think this one's done better. That's just me personally, though. But um, I I agree. Yeah, slightly. I mean, at least right now, inanimate objects don't have a personality. Like, Eagly is at least a, a living, breathing creature. Yeah. And, and has an attachment to Peacemaker. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So that brings up, let me, let me ask y'all this. Would James Gunn be a perfect fit for Thor? 
Thor? Like, well, I mean, right now, we've only seen James Gunn do one type of thing where he uses an ensemble cast, an ensemble cast of of misfit characters. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what Suicide Squad was. That's what Guardians of the Galaxy was. Basically, what Peacemaker is. Yes. We've yet to see him do like a solo thing. So I can't really comment to that. But if you're saying, would we rather have James Gunn do Thor Love and Thunder or Thor the God Butcher over Taika Waititi, I'm going to say yes, just because I think he would have done gore better than what we got. But uh, that that's a that's a parallel world that, you know, whatever, had an incursion that we'll never see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess... Like within those ensembles, though, like of course they're working off of each other. But like, yeah, we've got characters like Peter Quill. We've got characters like Yondu. We've gotten characters like Bloodsport. Like these serious, you know, big leader guys. You know what I mean? And so, like, I I just feel like I understand the group aspect and everybody playing off each other. But he obviously can also write for somebody that's like a leader kind of thing. Especially if he's going to take on like Superman, you yeah. know what I mean, and and write that script. Like he's got to be able to do a a leader solo movie kind of thing. Yeah, I mean he he has, but that like like I mentioned, Brightburn. I don't. You should really watch that since you like horror movies. <laughs> I think I think okay. it's quite good. I can't remember. I didn't look him up, but I know I know he didn't direct it. I think he produced it. He is attached to it because I remember when those ads were coming out. It was like from the creator of Guardians of the Galaxy and yada, yada, yada. I, once again, I'm still excited. If you're asking about like the Superman thing, does this make us worried about him writing for Superman? No, but I also like this and I didn't think I was going to like this. (laughs) But yeah. Well, it also makes me wonder like, so are we going to get like some kind of a group in Superman then? Like, I hope not. Yeah, I mean, he kind of has a group with like Jimmy Olsen, Lois Lane, Ma and Pa Kent, if if Pa Kent isn't dead in this version. But so, I mean, there's certain aspects. I'm going to wait and until we can actually see like a trailer before I go like, <laughs> oh, this looks like garbage or oh, this looks like, <laughs> like this is going to be good. Uh, all right. Y'all got anything else? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got plenty. Awesome. Good deal. Because I'm done. <laughs> okay. I like the opening credits. Does anyone like the opening credits? I guess not because yes. y'all both hate. Okay, you do like it. I do. Yes, <laughs> I think that, I think it's funny them dancing and stuff like that. And I, I yes, I find that funny. I do think it's funny. I don't watch it every time, but yeah. the one time I've seen it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I did the same thing. Like, I watched it the first episode, and I'm like, oh okay, that's kind of cool. And then I just skip it now. <laughs> Am I the only? I feel like I'm the only person on the face of this earth that still watches opening credits. Like I love opening <laughs> credits. I th- like people put time and energy like if it's just a quick like you know whatever the title of the show comes up like I'll skip that but if it's like a long opening intro I like to watch it like the Daredevil one I thought was great uh, that's the only one that can come to my mind right now I love a lot of anime opening intros I watch a lot of anime I think they're really cool but I, I feel because my wife is all the time we'll be watching something and the thing will pop up and it'll say skip she's like skip it I'm like why we're watching the show <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, like, if it's a if it's a good one, like, I'll, I'll usually watch. But I mean, like, if it's one that like this one, I'm just like, okay, I wanted to see it just to see what it was about. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I don't, I just don't. It didn't, it didn't hit that chord for me. So I was like, I'll just skip it. Mm. The music has to be on point for me. Yeah, I hate A's music. 
Ah, aha! I knew you did. You knew you would say this. You would think this is an 80s band. It is not. The band is called Wigwam, and it's from like 2012. It's in the like mid 2000s when this band was formed. I don't give a shit when it came out. <laughs> it sounds like 80s music. I don't like it. Um. <laughs> yeah, they were and, active from 2001 to 2014. Sorry. And for me, so I guess a good one to point out, like I do enjoy Daredevil's opening. That's really cool. Just the way it's all dripping and running and stuff like that. Um, and the music to me is real. I really like that. But like Game of Thrones, that's another good one because I like that. I enjoy mm-hmm. the music of that. But it changes like over time that like if you don't pay attention to that intro, sometimes that junk will change. You're like, oh, what the fuck is that? What? Mm-hmm. And so like it gives me something to look for. Otherwise, I'm just like, OK, you I want to I'll circle back around to the intro of actual Peacemaker. But you made you made me think of I I think that's why I like them now, like or why I like intros is because I remember so many cartoons and stuff that I watched when I was a kid in the 90s. The intro would come on, and when different seasons of that show, the intro would be different per season. Yeah. So you would know instantly, like, oh, this is from this season or whatever. And I think yeah, that's why yeah. I like watching them. But uh, the reason why I brought up the intro and the dancing and stuff like that is apparently James Gunn, I think, like, helped them choreograph the dance scene because it's supposed to be like if. Like, the reason why the music is kind of like an 80s hair metal band is it's supposed to be like if Peacemaker made, like, a music video. And, like, this is what Peacemaker thinks dancing is. That's why they're doing this weird, like, like dance moves and stuff. And I just find that funny. <laughs> I just figured they did it like that just so then John Cena could actually follow the movements. <laughs> oh, dang. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> I mean, he was pretty agile running around fighting that woman and some whitey tidies getting thrown <laughs> oh through the walls and stuff like that. I need I need Peacemaker to put on clothes for the rest <laughs> of the series. <laughs> that is, that is going to determine my whelming for the entire series. <laughs> I got a feeling that's not going to happen, man. Oh, man. He yeah. looks too comfortable running around with a dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, there was a big reveal that... What's her name? Leota uh, Adebayo is Amanda Waller's daughter? Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty huge. Yeah, is that's not comic a- like accurate, is it? I think that's something they've changed. I did not look it up at all. So, but while you're uh, going on, I'll take a look and see what I can find. Well, I just thought that was interesting because I don't know, like it doesn't seem like Waller would have children because that's that's a liability to her. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's something Waller I think we talked about it when we did the Suicide Squad review, but like Waller is absolutely the woman that would like murder your child and then sleep like a fucking baby (laughs) that (laughs) night. Yeah. Like she's, she's a bad, terrible person. And, um, the fact that she even procreated is very out of character to me. (laughs) Um, So I just was like, when that happened, I was like, whoa, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. But it makes total sense for her daughter to have a, a different last name than her. Yeah. To like hide that. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Well, what? she sorry, go ahead. Well, I know. I mean, I was just gonna say, like, it kind of the other part of like with what's her name, hardcore, like saying that about not being safe, you know, the people that, that she had with her and everything. So it kind of makes you question about that as well. And but with the different last name, you know, makes it a little bit 
I guess, quote unquote, safer. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so I just looked it up to make sure her her gay lover, her her wife, she took the last name of her wife. That's why she has a different last name because they have oh. the same last name. I just looked that up on IMDb. I'm looking at the uh, DC Extended Universe wiki and it says that her birth name is Leota Waller. So Leota Waller. Okay, cool. The uh, the other thing I like is just she is played by Danielle Brooks, uh, the actress that plays Lolita Adebayo. She's Tasty from Orange is the New Black on Netflix. I, I used to watch that show. She's a fun character on that show. But anyway, I just thought that was cool. Another fun little fact is uh, Harcourt is played by James Gunn's now wife. I don't know if y'all knew that or not. Really? Yeah. At the time, they were dating, but September of 2022, they got married. Oh, wow. So the, the blonde actress that plays, like, I'm assuming who's going to be Peacemaker's love interest as the show goes on is actually James Gunn's wife. That's awkward. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if y'all know this, but you know James Gunn used to be married to Pam from The Office. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah I didn't know. I, I can kind of see that. Yeah, she used to be married to Pam. Uh, he used to be married to Pam from The Office. Huh. I can kind of see that. <laughs> yeah. She seems a little quirky. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> I like... Uh, <laughs> I, did y'all know, did y'all, since y'all didn't like this, did y'all stick around for the post-credit scenes? Do you know if there were oh, post-credit no. scenes? I didn't know there was. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, let me get to the next episode. The first one I did, but I can't remember what the first one was. And the <laughs> second one, I caught like a glance of it, but I didn't like watch it, watch it. I just, it was that couple yelling at each other, which I was yeah. just like, ugh. The second one is not great, but the first one I thought was funny. It's his dad telling him about one of the helmets, and he's like, this helmet here will give you scabies. And he's like, why would I want scabies? He's like, I don't know. Challenge yourself? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just think that's funny. Which, I'm sure you know this, Michael, but the dad is played by Robert, the great Robert Patrick, the man who played the T-1000 from Terminator 2. I thought that was awesome. I thought he looked familiar. I just couldn't place him. But yeah, that's super cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I, do, I, I do remember seeing that. They keep saying something about capes or whatever. Was What was he before all this? Was he, like, what was he? I know, obviously, he's the white dragon. Yeah. Which is, like, super racist, but, like. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it is. Well, it, it it's a DC character, and he's played, or excuse me, multiple People have donned that title. I don't know the White Dragon, honestly, all that well. I was looking him up for this episode. But um, yeah, he's basically always played by a like neo-Nazi or a KKK member or whatever. Hence why he's called the White Dragon, because I think that's like the name of like the highest Ku Klux Klan member title or something like that. And you can see by this episode, they're laying the seeds to that because it looks like there's like this group of prison members that are like of the Aryan nation or something like that. Yeah. Plus he says some super racist stuff to like the Asian detective. Yeah. But um yeah, he's <laughs> he's got some uh some like tech. I, the the thing that threw me off was the first is it the first episode when he goes to get the new helmet? Yeah. And he like puts the code panel in and then there's like a Doctor Who esque like yeah. TARDIS room. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> thing was massive in there. Yeah, it's bigger on the inside. Mm-hmm. You were talking about the Asian cop. <laughs> as much as like 
I can't stand him because he's his racist comments and stuff like that. But he called her chopsticks, and she comes back with a fork, <laughs> <laughs> and they have a whole conversation of what? Yeah, she should have called food? them spoons. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's like, yeah, but every country has a spoon, and he's like, yeah, but it'd be like you know, ba- only babies use spoons. <laughs> <laughs> they were arguing about what utensil to call them. <laughs> I was just like, really? Oh shit! <laughs> I see. I think you secretly like this, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I really don't. That just that just hit me. I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> um, I liked when John Cena does an impression of the actor that plays Die Beard. Oh, yeah. Like the the actor's name is Steve Ag, but he does an impression of Ag Steve Ag, and it's like damn near spot on. I thought, I was like, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> I I just thought that moment was really funny, and then of course he the joke of like, am I a dick fan? Be, be real with me, am I a dick vampire right now? <laughs> what was the other thing he was talking to him about? He was he made up this whole scenario about how it's oh it's Die Beard that. That tipped y'all oh, yeah. off. I mean, he was sitting there and he got lucky and he started spilling it to this girl. I mean, who wouldn't know if he's they're sitting there getting their balls in somebody else's oh. mouth? <laughs> <laughs> and Mern was like, Mern was like, I mean, it is like very plausible what, what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's the uh Mern is the guy that's gonna be playing um the high evolutionary in the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy movie. And it's weird seeing him, like, when he was arguing with Diebeard about, like, you know, the car registration, and he was like, I don't have to text you every time I'm taking a shit. And he's like, well, how would I know what you're doing in there? <laughs> Stuff like that. Like, like the spoon thing, that, the arguing about whether or not he's taking the shit. That kind of stuff was funny to me. Like, that's the stuff that I kind of enjoyed that was just, that was stupid, but funny all at the same time. But, like, there was so little of that it seemed like it, it just I don't know I got you or it just was overcasted by all the other dumb crap that was happening <laughs> by Cena going from balcony to balcony yeah not successfully really how the fuck did those records make it how did those records yeah. make it from balcony to balcony well they were dropped twice uh-huh. <laughs> like when, uh, the bag from that one guy but yeah I, I, I was wondering that on my second rewatch today I was like how did those records survive? <laughs> records, the CD, and, and he's got that alien thing in there as well. So like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I- <laughs> it's a movie. It's uh, like, or a show. It's, it's got to, for the, the plot to happen so he can yeah. play the songs. Cause James Gunn, that's the thing I really hope for Superman, at least I don't need, I don't need pop songs in Superman. Like don't do really popular 80 pop songs in Superman. That's the one thing that we've seen a stable now with Guardians, with the Suicide Squad, and now this. I'm like, okay, no more no more pop songs for Superman. Like, I, I get it for this character. He's into the 80s metal hairband stuff, but not, not, for, not for Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It did, like, speaking with those, like, it did kind of crack me up in this the second... Yeah, the second episode. One is like the oh crud, I just forgot the name of the song now. Whenever they're shooting the appliances, it was a hard it was a rock oh, yeah. cover of that song. And then that the credits, it was the rock version of Pumped Up Kid. 
Yeah. Oh, I did like that. Yeah. Yeah. The the arguing couple was yeah. talking about that song about how like it's, it's about, about murder. Because murder. <laughs> <laughs> you're killing my soul. You're murdering my soul. Uh the the last things that I have is just the the run times, the actual run times. Uh episode one, the runtime was 48 minutes, 14 seconds. The actual runtime is 42 minutes, 15 seconds. And uh episode two, the runtime is 42 minutes, 27 seconds. The actual runtime was 37 minutes, 29 seconds. So literally over half of it was the falling scene. By getting out of the out of the apartment. Yeah. Yeah. For me, yeah, it was because <laughs> like it started at the whole HBO Max thing come popping up. And so then it went into last episode. But mm-hmm. like there was no Last of Us. There was no none of that yeah. other stuff beforehand. So yeah, it pretty much was like half the episode. <laughs> yeah, the the Last of Us ad was only on the first episode, but when I do actual runtimes, I exclude like I've got a whole friggin' Excel spreadsheet that I literally have to like it's a fucking annoying <laughs> to do but I have to I put the total runtime and then I put like from the moment the show starts and then like when the post credit scenes and then I have it like take out all of that time and then it tells me exactly how much like the actual show is both like you know because the the intro for the show starts like about I don't know uh one quarter of the way into the show. You know what I mean? Like we'll get a little bit of the show and then the intro to the show happens and then we get the rest of the show. So like I include that little bit at the beginning, the actual show, and then a post-credit scene if we have a post-credit scene. <laughs> so anyway. You see what this motherfucker does for y'all? Uh, no. it's, it's very annoying. I really want to stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but you but you don't want to. You do, but you don't. No, I, I, I only did it because I figured what if you guys would bring it up? <laughs> Just my stupid ass ended up bringing it up. Uh, I quit asking however long ago when you're like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. You're not doing it anymore. And then all of a sudden you kept doing it. And I was like, oh, I guess he likes doing it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Though. Thank you. Oh, of course. Uh, yes. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well. Are we excited for episodes three and four, Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. This is what, an eight-episode series? Yeah. Oh, dang it. Yeah. We'll be halfway through by the next by the next show. Yeah. Couldn't we have done it like a, the Disney ones and just kept it to six? <laughs> <laughs> Disney shows are longer for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, well... Except for She-Hulk. Right. Yeah. But they were those were more episodes. What? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you can deal with, one way, deal with it one way or another. Maybe we'll get better, Jeremy. I sure hope so. <laughs> right now, just not. It's just not. Richard, are you excited? Yeah. I I like this. I'll be the one that says <laughs> I like this. I'll be the the off, whatever, the, the one against y'all. But I so far, I'm liking this. I don't know about the next two episodes, but so far I'm liking this. I was say, it's going to be interesting to see if like somehow, some way it flips by the end of this. Right? <laughs> right? Oh, I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah. <sighs> well, in the meantime, Jeremy, where can they find you at? Uh, well, they can find me on Twitch uh, under the handle Night Fury GTO. That's Night with a K. And of course, you can find me here. Cool. Richard, where can they find you at? 
If you want to contact me directly, I have a Twitter. My Twitter handle is Night Curry, night like day and night, and curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. Boom. As of the drop of this recording, I, on my YouTube channel, will have just put out my push for 500 subs. I'm at 475, so only 25 away. So if you're interested in possibly uh, winning two or three books, go check out my YouTube page, 22 underscore comics, and you'll be able to see how you can enter in. Two of the ways are super easy, so there you go. I'm pretty positive I won't have uh, done the live by then. So, because I'm going to wait till 500 and then I got to send a book in. Anyways, uh, you can also find me on eBay and IG at 22 underscore comics. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. That gets me every time. You're gonna put down my musical taste now? How fucking low are you? Pumped up kicks, Evan! Do you know what that song is about? Murder!